Welcome to episode 18 of season 3. If you just joined, this is Maria at Maria.Arcane on Instagram, and I'm joined by the lovely Robin at Attired Witch Hello. on Instagram. Be sure Hello. to stick around at the end to see what's coming next week. Yes. <laughs> and Hi, I do ap- <laughs> I do apologize for our main segment. I was really, really sick when we re-recorded it. So yeah, that was pretty pretty messed up of you actually. And I think that you weren't thinking of the listeners when you got sick. I'm really glad you apologize. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we also have a special guest in this episode. Yeah, we um, do. We have we have our Maybon drinking game today. Um so our main segment does have a special guest, guys. Yeah. if you've just joined us every single week we talk about upcoming lunar phases and how we can utilize them in our magical practice um just as a reminder these are not a personal check-in with your own zodiac sign and any kind of like prediction based off of that this is simply how we can utilize the current lunar phase magically if you so choose (laughs) so that being said on october 9th we have the aries full moon and i know maria is gonna say so you don't have to say it she's gonna go oh it's october and the aries full moon i think it's the best one Uh, yeah i I can't help it that aries full moons are the best moons i mean Somebody break this girl's arm because she is just really in pain to have to say it. <laughs> Look, it's been a rough month. I deserve this. <laughs> so actually, that very specifically with the rough month, it also marks the end of retrograde. Oh. So, I mean, chef's kiss. Um, this particular full moon is a really, really good time to focus on your wellness and health routines or anything that you have been kind of lacking in that department. Um, so perhaps, you know, things have been a little crazy lately. Um, and this is a really good time to kind of kickstart any kind of wellness routine that I don't know, might be bettering yourself. And a wellness routine, just for the record, for anybody listening who might be like, ew, Robin's promoting like diet culture or fitness culture. I'm not. A wellness routine might be simply, have have you been lacking drinking your water? (laughs) Maybe we get in the routine of, you know, having an appropriate amount of water ounces a day. Something to consider. Might be that you need to focus on maybe bringing meditation into your life or focusing on your sleep schedule. Simultaneously, Aries full moons are really good, like passion, (laughs) uh, fire full moons. And so this is also a really good time to do a kind of wellness that comes in the form of romantic relationships. So perhaps, you know, if things with your partner have been, hmm wanting more this might be a good time to kind of spice up the relationship and simultaneously do any kind of magic that might be very good to utilize in like sex magic or similar um go a couple episodes back if you would like to know about our thoughts on sex magic but this would be a really good time to utilize that as well so just some things to consider (laughs) 
but I really while you're doing it (laughs) I always equate like um Aries full moons with the emperor in tarot because they are connected Mm, yeah so like domination spells like confidence spells and like anything you need a little oomph behind like let's say you're lacking confidence towards something (laughs) there was just a bug on my face (laughs) I was like oh my gosh what I'm saying is so exciting I mean, it is very exciting that there was a bug on my face, so. (laughs) But, like, with the Emperor, it's like, think about work. Like, are you asserting yourself a lot at work? And if you're not, maybe it's time to, like, wear something red to work and do a little glamour magic or even, like, some sex magic the night before to help you step in your power at work. Like, do you need to perform boundaries at work? Is your boss, like, not giving you overtime and is, like, illegally overworking you? Maybe it's time to be, like, you know, tell them to shut it. Maria's getting into the legal parts of it. (laughs) I say. (laughs) That's self-care, too, right? (laughs) Yes, it is. That is self-care, too. That is Telling your boss to shove it with the help of HR, of course. Wellness comes in many forms. (laughs) (laughs) Namaste. So, if you just started listening to us, every podcast we talk about a random tarot card. We go over the universal meanings and then our own interpretations of the cards. Hearing other people's opinions helps beginners form their own opinions, or even those that have been practicing a while expand their views on other meanings. Okay, so this week we're going to be talking about the Two of Wands reversed. On this card, when upright, you will see someone standing on top of a tower overlooking a body of water, which is which is the direction they are facing they are gazing at both the water and the globe they have in one of their hands and the other hand is a wand the other wand is behind our explorer on the same tower behind this part in the tower behind the person and the tower we see like a lush greenscape the universal keywords to this card when reversed are lack of planning fear of change and playing it safe when this card comes up reversed for me, it can show like a few things, but most importantly, it always almost shows that someone is stuck in the past and their present comfort zones. That even though we have outgrown our current space, our current growth, our current passions, we are struggling to move forward with like something new. It could be fear of failure, not knowing where to start, or even just like the overwhelming feeling of being faced with the unknown. Whatever the case, this hasn't uh, in this hesitancy to like move forward is keeping us stagnant and at times sometimes ignorant. What I mean by this is that sometimes this card can show a closed worldview, like being unwilling to open up to struggles of other people, not wanting to ruin your like facade of like a perfect life, you know, like think conservatives, (laughs) but like our, you know, (laughs) our comfort zones can become such a toxic place, not only for ourselves, but even for like our communities. And sometimes though, when this card is reversed in a positive spot, it can show sometimes that um, 
that it's not ready. It's not exactly time to move forward. You know, you should still keep like accumulating the current growth you've worked towards. But that's only if it's in a positive spot in a reading. So please do not read this card in a positive manner if it's not in a positive spot. <laughs> so how do you view this card, Robin dear? Um, so, you know, we talk about things like the indecision and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I often see this card come up in love readings. I know, no surprise. Um, but I often see this card come up in love readings where you are faced with the decision of like letting somebody go or between two different options. And instead of, you know, shitting it to get off the pot, <laughs> you are stood there kind of frozen with this choice and refusing to make any. It's kind of like when, I mean, maybe this is just because I have anxiety. So <laughs> let me know if you can relate. But, um, Can't relate. It's kind of like all. you have like a huge list of tasks to do and you're super overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. So you just lay down in bed and hope it fixes itself. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you ever do that but that's that's this card if this card was like an action it is like just kind of seeing all these the not all these these two options it's specifically about two two options that you have to decide between and you just don't want to so you just don't and you have no forward movement and it's kind of like you said being stuck in the past refusing mm -hmm. to progress that sort of thing so that's it just to me it's never good i don't see it ever in a positive position uh, other than the position of knowing that we have to finally make this choice and that that choice itself becomes positive right because mm -hmm. we're we're finally moving on but the actual i don't know call out is never very good <laughs> <laughs> How would you read this card if it was like, let's say, in a position of like how you have grown? Oh, if it was something how you've grown, it's being able to have that kind of progress of of um of indecision. Mm -hmm. Um, you know what I mean? Like if somebody were constantly like not wanting to make choices, if this was in a position of like how you've grown, it would be, you know, your old self refused to make these choices and it was overwhelming. And so you had just, just this overwhelming indecision and you're no longer doing that. You're better at making assertive, um, discernments and I don't know, choices, mm -hmm. um, which is a positive, I guess. I guess you could see that as a positive. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Very Jeez good. Louise. But I can't relate anxiety, not being on top of things. Like, I, I don't know yeah. about oh, yeah. you, but I've, all of my I mean, movements are Virgo Capricorn. Like, I'm on top of my stuff. Here's the thing. Um, <laughs> I really am just trying to relate with the audience. It's not because I personally struggle with chronic anxiety disorder. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't be me um i actually am so good at making decisions and i definitely don't get overwhelmed and my best friend definitely <laughs> didn't tell me the other day asked me why i was planning something out that's 10 months away like it's happening tomorrow and i was like you need to relax <laughs> i was like why don't you worry about yourself okay and it isn't like we bonded over like like yeah. anxiety and <laughs> yeah yeah, that's definitely not me at all. So no. I don't really, I'm just trying to relate with our audience. That's all. <laughs> if it wasn't obvious, um, that was all sarcasm. <laughs> Hello. 
Hello everyone! Uh, today is the autumnal equinox. Well, not today, yesterday was, but we're gonna be celebrating this like it is the autumnal equinox, and therefore it is another drinking game. Uh, today we are joined well, by... One second, the one second. <laughs> that um, I'm actually gonna be celebrating it next week anyways, so oh, if I'm not celebrating it, no one else is celebrating it either, so... It's just you. Yeah, it's no, literally just I'm you. I'm making our followers celebrate it when I will be oh, celebrating it. Oh, I love that! <laughs> like a like a, a a belated celebration for the community. So exactly. if you are like Maria and dying of polio because Maria has polio, guys, it's really sad. Um, everyone, light her polio candle. Very sad. <laughs> Do you hear it? It's coming. <laughs> Um, here comes the polio, everyone. Um, it's very sad. We're gonna lose her. Um, don't worry though. I think I can flag on without her. Oh, it's my burden. See how it is. I'm gonna haunt don't worry, you. I'll get a cardboard. I'm gonna get a cardboard cut out of you right here. But I'm gonna put you in a wheelchair like Roosevelt. Um, it'll be good. Um, so yeah, we're doing our equinox drinking game and we are joined today by amanda of pretty effing spooky would you like to introduce yourself hello i'm amanda from pretty effing spooky <laughs> i am super excited to be here thanks for having me thanks yeah. for joining us do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about you and the content that you make yeah um i am a paranormal investigator based out of spokane washington I've been investigating for 14 plus years now, but I've been online since 2019 as Pretty and Spooky, where I share my adventures uh, solo, paranormal investigating, and more recently, uh, paranormal research and uh, all sorts of weird stuff. Um, based I didn't realize you do it solo. What? I don't know. I didn't, I didn't realize that you do it solo. I don't know why I didn't realize that, but I didn't. <laughs> I'm very solo. Yes. <laughs> um by choice. Uh, I used to be on a team back in 08, um, back when being on ghost hunting teams was very, very popular. Um, mm -hmm. And that's how I got my start. But now I'm solo. Haven't really quite found the group that um, I'm meant to be with yet. So, And I am an Aries sun and Sagittarius rising. So I am very impatient no. and I don't <laughs> wait for anyone. And I'll just do things. There and it doesn't go. matter if no one else will do them with me. <laughs> yeah. Well. Um, Maria, would you like to tell everyone what our drinking game is going to be today? <laughs> sure, because I invented it. <laughs> she did. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I'm pretty proud of it. And I think it should become a thing. And maybe I should post about it on social media. But anyways. Yeah. It's you know what? Last time we did a drinking game, it was requested that we start sharing the drinking game. Like, with the episode so i'll do that i'll okay. post it with it okay sounds good <laughs> okay so it's ghost haunting drinking game so we're going to talk that. about like it's like never have ever, right yeah yeah a little bit but instead it's just a general topic perfect cool i love it um, so for this game, we're going to be obviously reading off these amazing prompts that Maria had. And if you are, if you have had this happen, you have to take a drink and then you have to tell the story. So it'll be very good. Uh, Maria's not drinking. Amanda, are you drinking? I can't tell a lie. No. I'm 
drinking a soda. I'm drinking a soda, a soda, but I also have a special other thing with me. These ladies. That sounded worse than it actually is. These ladies are partaking in spicy cabbage. It's very messed up. I personally am a good God fearing Christian woman. And so that's why I've got my Kirkland Select hard seltzer. I'm from Washington. So yes, I'll be partaking in the devil's cabbage. (laughs) And I'm taking South Carolina's legal kind. So. Well, and mine's legal too, FYI. (laughs) Yet it's still a federal crime. So I think we should arrest both of them on the spot. (laughs) I'm also drinking a Coca Cola Zero. So love that for you. I love Coke Zero. Yeah. yeah, and I They're have a so water good. to go along with my cold, and I also have a coffee to keep my ass awake. So nice, I have you're drinks. amazing, <laughs> a real trooper. So we have one drink for one person drinking for the drinking game. This is gonna. No. This is really. It's gonna. This is gonna highlight my best self. So no, Amanda and I will just you know, laugh. Then I'd like to take a moment before we start. And you're gonna be talking, just like what's happening. I like to take now. a moment to shout out my haters that send me really nice messages saying how I talk over everyone. I know. And welcome to this episode. Okay, get over it. <laughs> get over it. I'm drinking now, so and I'm the only one. So. RIP deal. <laughs> Do you want to read our first question, Em, or prompt, I should say? Sure. If you have ever dealt with a poltergeist, take a drink and tell your story. Uh, I don't think I have, actually. I haven't. I feel like I, like, no, I haven't. Okay. I was trying to, like, Think trying to stretch some situations, but I wouldn't call it a poltergeist. I've had some things move around that were mostly, Mm -hmm. yeah. Like I've had like things specifically in this apartment that I live in. Um, we'll have things kick up every now and then, which is interesting, Mm -hmm. and and like things will just one thing will fall off a shelf, but everything else stays there. That kind of stuff, and that's the closest thing I could think to poltergeist. Yeah, I mean, like, I've obviously definitely had things move as well, but I definitely, like, like, full on, like, (laughs) poltergeist. Yeah, like, all the cabinets are open and you're going. That's my dream. (laughs) I I, like daydream about that having something like that. That's so funny. You know what? If that ever happens to me, I'll give you a ring. See, I really like people's opinions about it because they say it's like, especially, it happens in a lot of houses that have, like, prehubescent children who are like very angry mm. and upset mm-hmm. and that they have like magical powers and they're the ones oh, that are yeah. doing it ah, see <laughs> i actually think that poltergeist activity well i do think that poltergeist activity is more connected to the living than it is to mm-hmm. any sort of into like invisible mm-hmm. entity uh, mm-hmm. i think it has more to do with like people being in liminal phases um mm-hmm. or liminal phases in their life yeah. so i feel like poltergeist activity could happen to uh, prepubescent kids but also to you know somebody going through a divorce or somebody yeah uh, oh, like yeah. in a liminal mm-hmm. spaces and time you know yeah i can definitely see the argument for that by the way amanda oh. takes the most amazing videos that show That's liminal true. spaces and they're so haunting and like so amazing so thank you i, really I actually was just thinking i need to do more of them and i'm, I'm excited to as the weather is getting like spookier i am excited to start 
going out. I, I like I become a hermit in the summer because the heat is same. Yeah, same. Yeah. Oh <laughs> but now I, I'm coming out. I'm like I, I don't know. I'm reinvigorated. So yeah, thank you. I love I love taking videos and photos of liminal spaces. I think it's so cool. <laughs> They're very very pretty. I just like all your all of your content. If I'm being mm-hmm. really honest, it's all very beautiful. Like you you have an eye for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you. That means a lot. It's Finding easy to get to the guys. But thanks, guys. We all, we're all, we're all so cool. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I like we'll see Maria, uh, to be honest. Maria uh, is very cool. I'm very uncool. You're probably the coolest person I've ever met in my life. Oh, that's and that's so why sweet. that's why you have polio now. <laughs> That's really <laughs> interesting. It's well, you're too cool, and you need to be humbled by Polly. Humble, like God really gives his toughest challenges okay. to his strongest. Okay. Just, uh, to anyone who's like listening, the reason why Robin keeps on bringing polio up is because of polio. <laughs> the virus that me and my family has, like the most severe reaction, is like polio-like symptoms. So that's she doesn't actually have polio. Wonderful. No, she's not a Victorian, <laughs> a Victorian no, child. It's coming back. Did you hear? There's like three cases in New York. I did not know that, but that's, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a topic I can go on another day as, <laughs> as a parent and I'm not even gonna, I'm not touching that. I see what you're doing and I'm not touching it. <laughs> All right. The next question is if you have, if you have ever dealt with a child's ghost, take a drink and tell your story. Ooh. <laughs> So everybody Wait, here? are they going to see the video of this too? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like, I didn't know but, who were making. I mean, we've also got to just audio as well. So, like, for people who aren't listening, everybody drink. Amanda, <laughs> <laughs> do you want to go first? You have to tell your story. Yeah. Um. So, child ghost. The most recent that I can recall was actually at the Melange Inn in um, mm-hmm. North Carolina. And, um, there was some activity, like there was, uh, like a shadow that was kind of darting around that was like child sized, but most mm-hmm. importantly during an Estes session, which by the way, since I'm a solo investigator I, on investigations, I'll often do the Estes method with somebody on zoom or on Instagram mm-hmm. live or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. like virtually, um, so that I can have somebody ask me questions. And while I was doing that, I saw in my mind um, a little boy, I was in front of a table that had like a cloth, um, that went down to the floor and I saw a boy in my mind lift up from underneath the table and look at me with this like maniacal grin. Mm. And it was so scary in my head. I had to, I had to stop, but I felt like there was a child ghost there and that doesn't like happen very often for me on investigations, even like the famous locations that claim to have like their resident child ghost, um, I typically don't run into anything. I feel like it was a child, but I felt like that was, or at least it was presenting mm-hmm. as a child, which is really creepy to think about. Like if it wasn't, mm-hmm. if it lo- right. wanted to look like it, I don't know. Right, 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 right. 
Well, so. mine, my most recent one has was actually a couple years ago, and I might have talked about this on the podcast already. The little girl in but the it's house. So, good. That was so just... go ahead and go ahead. So <laughs> I don't know if you know this about me, Amanda. We've talked about it a few times on the pod. I see dead people. Hello, I am that little boy from The Sixth Sense. Anyway, I'm um, obsessed with that. Okay, I love that. Well, I don't. Please, I don't. We can swap if you ever want. Please. Um, <clears throat> but. Sometimes I get these kind of ghost wanderers that just show up, no explanation, and then they just leave. Like, they're, you know, just having a little wander. They're not attached to anything. And, uh, at least not to my knowledge. Um, Mm. And there was this little girl, this was like two years ago, that just showed up in the middle of the night in my house. She had to be like six or seven. She was wearing a My Little Pony, like from the 90s, those like long fleece gowns. Do Do you know the ones I'm talking about? Yes. And she had a My Little Pony one on, and I know it was the 90s because it was the old style of My Little Pony. Maybe so then maybe the late 80s, but it was that, you know what I mean, the more kind of soft uh, My Little Pony, not very (laughs) (laughs) anime-esque. And she just would stare at me, and this went on for like three nights. She was just there staring at me, and like you could tell that there was somebody in the house in the daytime, but she wasn't showing herself. Um, and it freaked me out so bad. I told Maria about it. I was like, just leave. What do you want? And then she just left. Like one day it was like two, three, maybe four days of this, of her just being there. And then one day she just left. And it was terrifying because she just would stand literally like right here. Because I live in a tiny home, so my bed is, like, 10 feet that way. And she stood just, like, right here the whole night just staring at me. And, like, I didn't know what she wanted. Like, (laughs) I'm like, girly pop, like, let's get get to getting. What do you want? (laughs) Yeah. I actually, so I used to have uh, sleep. I had sleep paralysis for a really long time, for about, like, a Mm -hmm. decade, where I was having it really, really often. And it stopped a couple years ago. But it started getting to the point where in my sleep paralysis, um, I would see similar to that where I would like see somebody standing there at night and I wasn't totally paralyzed, but like mm-hmm. it was in that between state of like a sleep. Right. Awake. And that's the closest thing I've had to like seeing dead people. But at the sure. same time, I wouldn't feel confident enough to say it was dead people. I have no idea why, what, if it was a hallucination or what um and then occasionally I'll get impressions like I was talking about the boy that I saw in my head Mm -hmm. lifting up the thing and it's like I that happens sometimes but I have to have myself in like the uh, the perfect spot mentally Mm -hmm. to be able to tap into that but I wouldn't say that I am anywhere near just like I see dead people I wish I did but also that sounds terrifying yeah it was just i mean like in a general sense things like that don't really scare me um they did when i was a kid of course (laughs) um but it was just like because she like wouldn't say anything she wouldn't do anything like and she wasn't like a picture she wasn't like frozen or anything do you know what i mean it was like she wasn't like it wasn't like like a dream kind of like picture situation and it was so like detailed and specific I remember every detail of like her hair her face everything like still even now and it scared the shit out of me did she try to I didn't know what she wanted nope I tried talking to her like because like usually I can get something out of them even if even if they don't speak there's still like you know movement to kind of like 
suggest something do you know what i mean even if that movement is simply that they're kind of like an imprint and they're just kind of playing out a scenario um but literally i got nothing out of her and i tried talking to her i tried like being like what do you want all that and it was so scary and then she never came back that's scary yeah what about you maria um okay so i think i've already told my most recent one um on the podcast before but it was when we were at the mall my family and i and we were like the only <gasps> people in the store I forgot about this I forgot about <laughs> the this. only people in the store and i kind of walked away from my family for a little bit to go look at like these cute little baby onesies even though i don't have baby but they were real cute i have a baby <laughs> She was like, Actually, no, I was texting you at the time and telling you how cute you were. literally was because you found like a Totoro like onesie or something like that. And you're like, look at this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But um, so I was turned around and looking at that. And then like my peripheral peripheral vision, like I saw something move behind me and said, mama. And that's what like my little one calls me. And I turn around to like be like, yes. And there's no one there. My family's still across the store and i'm like okay (laughs) but it was funny when i turned around like it just went like there was no energy there nothing you know it was gone so that was really that was scary (laughs) you said it was in a department store yeah dude i think department stores for some reason are scary like i agree they feel weird and especially older department stores i wouldn't mm-hmm. i don't know like, like target no but like maybe an older kohl's or like, or like especially like, especially like here's J- jc penny that kind of stuff do you guys remember mervyn's yeah, i think I so myself i think so like, maybe it was just a west coast saying mervyn's it was like a like a knockoff jc oh, penny no. yeah oh yeah we like, had one in, when i lived in utah so yeah yeah <laughs> i don't know that i'm from montana one, originally. one day they just disappeared i like yeah. they shut down and the one in my hometown turned into a forever 21 <laughs> dude i wish my goal not oh that made it sound like it's my singular goal in life but um i, I would love to investigate like paranormal investigate in a closed department store like a totally mm-hmm. empty large department store i think it would be so weird i don't think it would be haunted by anything the energy the I energy like it yeah. would be like, because like it seems like the quiet areas you know it's always seems like paranormal activity happens like in the more quieter areas not yeah. like where there's a lot of people and but in those like very quiet corners especially now in days <laughs> like you know jc pennies and stuff yeah. but yeah there are spirits just hanging around back there like you can feel yeah. them yeah well and I'm, gonna see them. I'm a firm believer that not all spirits are connected to the location that they are at or it could have been like you know a what routine I mean? like they were going shopping you know exactly exactly and by that i mean like i know that it's um i believe a common misconception that ghosts hang out where they died yeah. or where no. they lived or something like <laughs> yeah. that but like they go you know, wherever uh, they want yeah like a, a really <laughs> yeah. good example is that when i was a child there was a guy who used to walk our hallways at nighttime and um my house is a brand new house like with no issues you know what i mean there mm-hmm. was like it, it was a the land it was on 
uh, was like literally orchards before that. So it's mm-hmm. not like somebody could have like buried a body there and nobody would have known. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, but he was probably walking the orchards. Um, probably exactly and yeah i totally agree yeah no i I just i i I just like we could get into like the different types of ghosts and stuff like that i know yeah well i don't know i I won't i won't like make this go on like a huge tangent but i don't know if you guys saw uh a while back i released like the paranormal emotive touch point which is something i wrote um about basically the theory that like there are some soft spots in the universe that present in strange emotions like basically just making you feel a little weird and that they're presenting these strange emotions to you to kind of tip you off to the fact that this spot in the universe can give you like a thinner veil or like a easier Mm -hmm. reach to the other side so not necessarily haunted by any intelligent or any kind of entity but just like a weird amalgamation of energy that then Mm -hmm. you can use to contact whatever kind of entity or spirit or whatever that you want so that's kind of what I feel like for the department store, but sorry, mm-hmm. shameless plug. Something I oh, no, 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 but like, I wrote that's recently. Good. <laughs> I think people might be very interested in reading that, so mm-hmm. I think it's oh, appropriate. I am. <laughs> Thank you. Do you want to read uh, the next cue, yeah. Maria? Sure. So, if you have if you have ever been to a historical place and dealt with a ghost, take a drink and tell your story. What is our definition of historical? Of historical significance, you know, like <clears throat> important buildings. Um, I'm gonna take a drink, but I'll have to explain. Also, I have to open this up. Here comes the drink sound. Okay. Yeah, uh, I oh, need it myself. Okay, Thank you very much. <laughs> I think it would have been refreshing to hear the pop. <laughs> yeah and then my husband who edits the podcast would be like i hate you (laughs) that was so loud in my ear and i wasn't expecting that (laughs) you guys go first and then and then i will i will explain i'll let you go first amanda uh, okay um historically significant location that Mm -hmm. we've had a paranormal experience at Mm -hmm. is that right yeah yeah well, I have been to some of the like more popular ghost hunting locations. So like mm-hmm. Lizzie Borden is one that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lizzie Borden is one online that uh, a lot of people have watched my experience at Lizzie Borden because it was where I got the shit scared out of me uh, really, really bad. And that has happened only twice in investigating period for me where I've just been like scared out of my mind. But <laughs> um i spent the night at lizzie borden house alone uh like the whole house was empty and um and i just heard somebody walking around all night uh and similar to orchard man that robin was talking about like just like going back and forth uh it was not like that and i for some reason had the impression or like had the thought that this thing was just walking around me all night and just paying attention to me and it was really 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 scary and that was mm-hmm. at Lizzie Borden House. So, uh, but uh, not everyone has had that same experience at Lizzie Borden House. And mm-hmm. also, I'm not entirely convinced that what I was experiencing even had anything to do with the Lizzie Borden story. Mm-hmm. But but that's like really complex. I had a weird day that day. I had been to the Bridgewater Triangle the same day, and I had been to the Conjuring House the night before. Which Conjuring mm. House? But <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, Lizzie Borden House is one. 
So, what about you, Maria? So, you know, I lived like half my life in Germany. So, go, we mm-hmm. went to like museums, to castles, and stuff all the time. And you would see stuff all the time in like the castles and like sure. just wandering around. But, you know, like how we say every time when we're talking about ghost stories, like most of the ghost stories happen like it's two seconds and it's done yeah and that was like the majority of time going into these places like you'll see you know like someone dressed you know in a period in the period in the past and they're just standing and like doing their thing and you know it's not an actor because you know no one else is pointing them out (laughs) no it's that's so cool so how old like what era have like what's the oldest ghost you think you've seen i don't know because i really don't (laughs) like you know definitely like before like 1700s i guess ah, yeah that's so cool <laughs> but you would just see them for like a second and then they're gone like i never had like a really big thing happen at historical places but just little instances right well the only like i've been to a lot of historical places and like especially as a kid growing up and i i struggle um with separating sometimes the living from the dead unless Mm -hmm. they're like really obviously like in a bonnet Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you're like wait a second i don't think you decided to wear that out of the house this morning (laughs) um which has actually been a huge contributor to initially why we moved to the woods because there aren't a bunch of people. It's easier to make discernments on things like that. Um, anyway, that's really off topic. But the building I used to live in, because I used to live in downtown San Francisco, and the building I used to live in was the Fox Theater Plaza, or well, it was the Fox Theater, and then it was tore down, and then they built Fox Plaza, which was the, my apartment complex on top of it. And there's like a curse put on the the land it's actually really interesting if you want to read about the fox plaza curse we can get into that another day um i don't remember who the guy is that cursed it i believe he was like a descendant of crowley or in a coven with crowley i don't remember the exact details so don't quote me on that um but this was in like the 30s that this happened and it was like a theater house and they cursed it and it's actually really interesting because there's never been a successful apartment management that has ever been in that building and they did like they've got a fully you know they're like uh vacancies didn't happen very often so it was always really interesting in the four years i lived there we had seven different management companies um so like there's gives it gives some validity i guess to the like the rumor of the curse right Mm -hmm. yeah anyway because i was on that building or in that building and there's this like history behind it etc and because i see dead people i would see things like that all the time in my apartment um and that just happened to be on the same spot as a a cursed theater (laughs) wow can you when you see uh when you see ghosts can you well, I guess sometimes you're communicating with them. So then yeah. how often are you seeing ghosts that are related to something somewhere that you're at or something that's happening versus what you think are spirits knowing you can see them and them coming to you to visit you? Oh, like 
I'd well, say for me it's a 50-50 split probably and like mm-hmm. since living here we've lived here in the woods now for six years I really don't see ghosts that often anymore um, because we're on such a large plot of land I, be- I believe at least like the ghosts that I would see when I still lived in the city I don't think they were per se there to see me I think they were just kind of perhaps traveling through except for a couple of you know specific instances um um and so i i feel like they were traveling through for whatever reason but it wasn't necessarily to see me do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um i've always wondered about how that works for some people because you know some like mediums or whatever they they uh they reach out and find somebody, but yeah, then some I'm, people. I'm not that person. No, I, yeah, and then but then some I wish, people. I wish I had that ability. That would be <laughs> well, amazing. And then sometimes I feel like so. Then I'm relating it also to my sleep paralysis experiences, where I felt like things were coming to me in that period of like in that kind sure. of thinner veil moment, moment or whatever. Yeah. Um, because I saw some people that didn't make any sense contextually with where I was sure. living or anything. And then there's like what you're talking about too, where it's like the spirits are passing through for whatever reason or maybe i don't know maybe there's a telephone system or something where they're like hey this chick can see us you know yeah. <laughs> another one comes who knows it's fun to yeah yeah it's it's just an interesting thing and it's you know i know there's people like tyler henry for example that can reach Mm -hmm. out and talk to your nana and like don't get me wrong i definitely have had situations where i felt like i could tap into somebody specifically but it's been a it has been a very like lucky chance (laughs) not something that i consider a skill by any means um I do it for like my guided <laughs> readings where I like yeah, I meditate yeah. and do it and I reach out and yeah. I try to get like whatever when I do a tarot reading like I always ask yeah. um, my clients guides to join me along with mine sure yeah <laughs> do you think for, sorry I'm, sorry, I'm like please. interviewing you guys now I, <laughs> <laughs> probably but I'm, I'm so fascinating fascinated by this because I exist so much and I, I have kind of find it, found a place on the line between the paranormal community and the spiritual community. And I am working on that right now to, I don't know, bring in some duality with that, but like bridge the app. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And, uh, but I really, for so long, since like 2008, uh, even though I've had my own, I've had my own childhood experiences. I've, I have my own sensitivities and my own thing going on. Uh, mostly I've approached the paranormal like a traditional ghost hunter, you know, which is just like, experience based it's like putting myself in situations to see what happens to me but not so much uh internal like communicating with spirits happening at all Mm. until recently more recently in the last couple years i've gotten uh i've dug a lot deeper into my own spiritual practice which as you guys i'm sure know got you know opens up kind of opens up things yeah yeah like opens Mm -hmm. up a gate for that you know so it's changing now but anyway I I find that stuff so fascinating and even talking about these ghost stories too they're they're slightly different in the way that you guys are like communicating with spirits and I'm like well I was at this spooky place and this and this thing happened you know it's interesting to hear the differences I feel like, you know, let's say we're all in the exact same building, right? And something spooky is happening. I personally feel like we're all communicating with the same quote, spirit entity, whatever. It's just, you know, maybe we speak different languages. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. you know, the ghost speaks Mandarin and we're over here, you know, speaking whatever other like different worldly languages. And we're all trying to communicate with the person who speaks Mandarin that we don't speak Mandarin. Mm-hmm. And we're just kind of trying to bridge that communal gap. And it just kind of translates in different ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. I know someone, the only way that they know spirits are nearby is by the, you know, scent. So they just use yeah. smell. Yeah, well, that's I, I have that problem as well. Oh. The scent problem. I could smell my grandma one night, and I was convinced <laughs> she died, and I bolted it because she lives like ten miles away. I remember that. Bolted, no, yeah, I bolted to her house. I was freaking out. I was at her house. It's like eleven o'clock at night. She's in her eighties. I'm banging on the front door, being like, "Let me in!" Like trying to find a key. She was fine. I don't oh. know what that was. That was some sort of like either auditory hallucination or not auditory olfactory hallucination or somebody's nana wears the same perfume as my nana and she was coming to visit but it i was so convinced it was her yeah but see i smell my grandma all the time like because she wore a specific perfume. she's also actually yeah. dead I- <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that and she's always in my house but um she always wore angel you know the perfume which um, I don't have. So I smell it all the time. Oh, That's wow. so cool. <laughs> I, I also, I have a very strong sense of like spiritual uh, smell, super sniffer uh, mm-hmm. here. And, uh, and, but mine in a lot of my spiritual gifts I'm finding are related to the living and not mm. to the dead. Like it's more like I'll smell something I'll be talking to my friend and I'll be like, why do I smell apples? And they're like, oh, I'm baking an apple pie, you know, like, or like, and I'm on the phone with them, whatever, like stuff like that. And that's been weird too, because I've been so, so fanatical about ghosts for so long. I just love the spookiness and the haunted locations and all that. Like I love ghost hunting, but like, I'm realizing that I think what I'm meant to be doing spiritually or what I'm more gifted at is actually having to do with the living, which has been a weird thing kind of weave through but that's interesting mm-hmm. like especially if you're already like have that predisposition to like wanting at least having the desire to be connected to the dead that's very interesting yeah yeah i want i like i said i wish i was seeing ghosts all the time i wish ghost stuff was happening all the time but it does not happen all that often for me not as often as you think considering i'm doing it yeah especially yeah because i feel like the more you know you look in it looks back so again if you like it's looking back in any time whatever's looking back at me is waiting until i'm like at home and like i don't know when you go to most locations it's different and i i just it doesn't present itself there but then i'll be at home and they're like i'm gonna give you like craziest dream of your life you know I don't yeah know. that's <laughs> actually the majority of my experiences are yeah, just at like home. that's really common yeah. yeah yeah way more at home than it's just because I, I think... think it's what we always talk about is that you're settled in at home you're relaxed mm-hmm. so your mind's kind of more open to that than and when you're out, been, like, out. in my opinion at least if you haven't done some sort of like cleansing after you get home like and I don't mean like taking a shower I mean like full on spiritual cleansing (laughs) that energy can come home with you and (laughs) you're waking up and there's a dead chick at the end of your bed and you're like my little my little pony's actually not that good go home yeah (laughs) yeah well and I feel like adrenaline too sometimes masks uh uh more significant 
paranormal experiences too. When yeah. you're in those hunting situations and you're high on adrenaline uh, and you're just running around screaming, I feel like it inside on the inside it blocks a little bit or at least for me i guess that's yeah. a personal opinion but no i would definitely agree with that i can definitely see how that might be so that makes sense <laughs> i didn't hear any of that because i was coughing <laughs> it's fine <laughs> i agree too you guys You're like yes i absolutely all right our <laughs> next question to get back on track to this we're definitely not gonna be able to get through all these questions it's but okay we'll do our best. <laughs> Uh, if you have ever been haunted in a hotel room, take a drink and tell your story. What if this just outed me as being like, like what if I just didn't drink for anything? That's not <laughs> really funny, actually. I've never experienced a ghost in my life. That just that means you experience actually. ghosts differently. It's a fine. We're sitting here going, we do not know why we actually invited her here. <laughs> this is so embarrassing. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> for anyone not watching, I did take a drink. I I do have an experience. At a hotel. She's lying, <laughs> actually, everybody. Um, <laughs> uh, which one do you guys want to go first? Maria, um, you go. Okay, so I think I've already said this one on the pod before, but we were in Savannah and we were staying at one of the hotels. I forgot what the hotel name was. Oh, it's like East Bay or something like that. I don't know. But it was a beautiful hotel, extremely gorgeous. And we were mm -hmm. staying on the upper floor, which has like all uh, like all the old exposed brick around it and stuff. Mm -hmm. And okay, but anyways, um, me and my wife, we went to sleep after being out all night. And I had woken up probably around three of course but <laughs> and I just hear the doorknob like someone shaking it and like mm -hmm. trying to open up the door but it's an old place so like there was probably that much of allowance between the door and the floor so I could see out into the hallway a little bit and there was the lights are on there's no feet and you know I'm kind of like freaking out what if someone's trying to get into the room um so I hurry up I look over into the little <laughs> door no. look through thing and nothing's there yeah. nothing's there oh oh and i forgot to mention like five feet before i get to the door it stops oh, no ma'am no <laughs> no it just let itself in at that point <laughs> like, actually, i was like that was really weird so like it, of course you know i'm like wide awake now so i was like looking at my phone looking at reviews and there's like at least 10 reviews that mentioned the same thing happened and no. apparently <laughs> i forgot what they said this is like why you always type in a hotel and you write haunted at the end of it i didn't mind it searches. i thought it was mean okay like oh, i'm fine fuck off. i'm trying to sleep but listen if i am in a paying upwards of three four hundred dollars i never have a ghost experience yeah no, no i want to get a restful r and r okay i want to be in their luxury sheets and i want to sleep like a baby that's what i want oh my gosh what about you amanda what was yours um so most recent last year i stayed at this place called the panama hotel in seattle and uh -huh. um it's really really old uh hotel and in its basement actually it has the um the last japanese bathhouse original japanese bathhouse in america 
Um, it's re- it's really neat. The history is that so rich. It, yeah, the hotel is amazing, and it's really inexpensive uh, to stay there. But um, anyway, I had stayed there once before. I didn't have an experience the last time I stayed, but this time I stayed uh, last spring. Um, I. I got home, I got to my hotel pretty late. I kind of did some ghost hunting a little bit. I did it for Instagram. Nothing really happened. Um, and then I decided to go to bed. And when I went to bed, the, the bed in this room had a metal bed frame. That was like a, like a metal tube. You guys know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Like the brass ones. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and the, the room is just uh, super old, but anyway, I'm laying on my stomach uh, asleep and I get woken up in the middle of the night to somebody knocking on the bed frame by my head like knock 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 and I like kind of like wake up and I don't even really open my eyes I'm just like what is going on and then I heard somebody talking in my ear in like but it sounded like an old radio like it sounded like somebody was talking but the voice was coming out of like like a 1950s radio. It was like, oh, oh. I, like, I don't do that. I've had that happen to me before too. Really? Like, it's it crazy. Was, thing. Yeah. It was really weird. I was like, I've never experienced that before. And I wasn't even scared. <laughs> I was just like, what is going on? Because also I had that quick moment where you're like, is somebody in my room and they're playing the radio? And like, why are they right. not? Like, I didn't think it was a ghost at first. But then once I came to after I heard that, I realized like, it's the middle of the night. Nobody's in my room. Right. That was really weird. So, yeah. That is weird. Yeah, I've never heard of someone else experiencing that. <laughs> That's just the only time I've ever have. And I certainly don't have a Clara, Clara, Clara audience or whatever it's called. Yeah. <laughs> Clara, that. Um, but yeah, I've, I've never had that happen before. But yeah, it was very weird. That's nuts. Um, the Mark Spencer Hotel in Portland is the most haunted hotel I've ever been into in my entire life. Um, with It's not listed as one, okay? But it was so haunted that my husband and a friend of ours that was staying with us, uh, we, we had like one of those um, business suites where it has like two bedrooms. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? So yeah. our friend was in one room. We were in another room yeah everybody like was like the fuck is going on in this place and if you know anything about my husband he's like i don't believe in ghosts ghosts aren't real like this man will have a ghost walk up to him shake him and be like i am dead i am a ghost and he'd be like i didn't see anything actually i believe in the lord jesus christ um like he is not a ghost person and so when he even like was like did you guys hear the footsteps in our room last night it was like okay what the fuck (laughs) so when we were there there was a guy like a just like a shadowy figure at the end of our bedroom all night long um that just kind of kept pacing back and forth and you could hear his footsteps like you could like audibly <laughs> hear the footsteps and they both remarked on it the next day so it was like it wasn't just me do you know what i mean mm-hmm. and that was the same hotel that dave who pissed on my curtains um not a euphemism uh broke into my hotel room do you remember that maria i do remember that like he like this guy was drunk he broke into our hotel room he tried to pee on our curtains quite literally it was a whole thing um he didn't break it he like banged on the door and like anyway it doesn't matter i'm like getting way off topic but then 
I stayed there again when I went to Portland for my book signing with Temperance, like three years later, two years later. Um, we stayed in that same hotel because Frank's job has like a like a deal with them. Mm-hmm. And we had another kind of like sweet room thing. Temp had like her pull-out couch thing. We had like the main bedroom and mm-hmm. again they're like now that time i didn't see anybody it was just like that feeling of somebody being like right there and then you could hear the footsteps like all night long like in the room and stuff like that and we were on a different floor we were in a different room it was like a whole thing and it was so bizarre and i've never in my life stayed at a hotel where I've been in two totally floor, different floors, different rooms, everything, and experienced something so similar both times. And I have Googled the Mark Spencer to be like, is this fucking place haunted? And you'll find like a couple of little like, you know, bloggy kind of posts about it, but mm-hmm. it isn't like noted anywhere as this being like this massively haunted hotel. And it was terrifying. You know what like, I bet is happening with why there's no reports on there? It, I bet the hotel management is deleting them. I have, probably, I, have an ex, I have an experience with, I've filmed a documentary the last couple of years uh, out near Lake Crescent and there's a Lake Crescent Lodge out there. And we know for a fact that multiple people have had experiences out there but you can't find anything about it on their website so because weird. they're deleting them and they don't want anything it's just bizarro and like i get why they would want that to be but like like i said that is the most haunted hotel i've ever been in because it isn't the first hotel where i've like repeated a hotel right like yeah you know especially if you get a good deal you might go to the same hotel five times if you go to a city but it's the first time I've ever gone to a hotel more than once, had totally different rooms, and had the exact same experience. That's so it was crazy. bizarre. That's crazy. It was so bizarre. But the, well, the difference being the second time we went, I didn't see anything. I just heard the footsteps all over my freaking bedroom. So Footsteps all over the bedroom in a ghost way is so scary to me. Because it yeah. just feels like they're just pacing and watching you. Like, well, not just like at night. Like, at night, you're like... Yeah is it a ghost or is it someone breaking into my house <laughs> yeah and especially, like, especially when you're in a hotel it's like did somebody like get a key and come into my room like yeah. what's going on here mm-hmm. and it's so scary like and it like really just on like a mundane level it is scary like oh yeah you think and somebody's in your room like i don't know about you guys but when stuff like that happens too and i'm like in bed i become like the stillest I can be like, I stop breathing and I'm like, I'm not going to move. And I make sure like all my limbs are inside my blanket and I'll like Mm -hmm. put my blanket as a little hood around my head. So I can't see anything, but also, I mean, you're seeing ghosts over here. So I guess maybe you can't relate. I can relate because Mm -hmm. just because like I can see ghosts sometimes doesn't mean I can see them every time. Like great example Mm -hmm. is the, the second time we were in the hotel. Like, yeah, but it's so scary. Terrifying. Scary. Well, do you want to do one more? Yeah, yeah, we can do one more. Um, do you want to read it or? Yeah, or you I can. If you want to yeah, go pick, you want me to pick one of your Yeah, do it. Okay. <clears throat> Have you ever been touched by a ghost? Take a drink and tell your story. <laughs> Robin, you go first this time. Oh gosh. Okay. Um, I've been touched by ghosts like a lot of times, but the most notable, 
The most notable time was when I had my first confirmation that the ghosts weren't in my head. Um, mm. And it was when my grandfather passed away and we were at his wake. I might have told this story. We were at his wake. a long time ago. So Yeah, we were at his wake and I stayed at my grandma's house um overnight with her like in her Mm -hmm. bed i was a kid i was like 11 or 12 and i slept with her and i got an ear infection and he showed up and gave me medicine and like like touched my leg told me i was gonna be okay and you know fucking disappeared into whatever and i was convinced that i dreamt it but then the next morning the ear medicine was next to the bed and like i'm a child right i don't know where to find this stuff and my grandma went oh you had an earache i thought you were just crying because of grandpa like dying i'm so sorry where did you find that was it in the medicine cabinet and like that for me was like the first time that i was like maybe i'm not imagining this like and i was like a little kid right um but yeah, it still gives me goosebumps to think about. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. Wow. How about you, Amanda? Um, so this is a long story, but I'm gonna make it really short and fast. But um <laughs> so I the first time I tried a Ouija board was in like 2008 with a friend and we did the whole thing like we did it we did it as serious as we could and during it we contacted the ghost of this man we got like all this information um at one point there was a fly flying around and like bothering us and we were like uh can you get rid of the fly and then it flew into the flame of our candle and lit itself on fire which that was crazy in itself, but that doesn't have to do with being touched by that ghost later. But, um, and it was just this whole thing. It was really, really influential. It was really crazy. And uh, so then we end the Ouija board session, the way Mm -hmm. we're supposed to do it or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I move on with my life. I end up moving away from Montana because I was back in Montana. I moved to Spokane. And when I moved to Spokane or right before I moved to Spokane, I start having sleep paralysis which I'm talking about sleep paralysis again, but uh, this kind of kicked it off actually for me. So mm-hmm. I start having sleep paralysis. I come to Spokane. I'm uh, taking a nap one day on the couch uh, at my old apartment. And um, at this point I had seen what I knew was the man from the Ouija board a couple times in sleep paralysis, but it was absolutely sleep paralysis because I was paralyzed and I wasn't entirely sure, but I had this like, right. um, I had this idea in my mind that it was, it was him. I felt like he was like telling me it was him. And, um, and so I'm taking this nap on the couch one day and I don't remember falling asleep, but this would go into sleep paralysis. I kind of am in the in-between state, Um, and my hand is hanging off the couch and then I get, uh, kind of woken up by the feeling of this cracked, like rough hand. And it was so distinct. His his hand was like kind of thick, like, and and I could feel the cracks in, in his palm and I could feel how rough it is. And he held my hand. And I remember getting so scared that I was trying to, I was paralyzed, you know, and I was trying to, um, get up and like crawl in my mind so at this point I'm hallucinating because I am clearly kind of asleep but I crawl to the light switch and I switch on the light and then I wake up from it but um I feel like even though that was definitely a sleep paralysis episode 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the feeling of his hand like has never left me. It was so distinct and so mm-hmm. real that I I've mm-hmm. always felt 100% like he was actually there. And then I saw mm-hmm. him a couple more times later on and eventually and eventually he left for whatever reason, but yeah. Well, that's, that's good. Good. <laughs> Don't worry. I, I, really I was just so terrified all the time. I had nothing to do with him leaving. He probably felt bad for me and was like, this girl does not know what she's doing at all. Like, <laughs> whoopsie, I thought she was down with seeing ghosts, but nope. I was like, absolutely. <laughs> Turns out, very scared. Um, I'm afraid. Someone call my mom. Yes. <laughs> Well, first of all, thank you for joining us, Amanda. This has been really, really fun. Are okay, we not hearing what it is? <laughs> what? She didn't tell her story about being touched by a ghost. I've had too many drinks. Um, Robin's like, forget her. I am so sick of hearing her Robin story. Cabbage having a really good, giving us really sharp memory. Maria, I want to hear you. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Maria, what's your story, babe? Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> okay so obviously just like robin i have felt ghosts like all the time like it's just like you know the ghosts that you see for like two seconds and then you know you can feel them on Mm -hmm. your hands on your arms and all that and sometimes i also feel my clients guides like reach out and touch me um when they need to tell me something but um but the scariest one that happened i think last year yeah i know i told the story of how my grandmother sat on the bed and i felt it you know indent and i felt like you know it was a happy feeling because mm-hmm. it's my grandma yeah. and i could feel it but the um last year something laid on my bed on my legs and i could not move my legs but i could move everything else i wasn't like you know going through a sleep paralysis episode and like my grandma you know my grandma's energy this did not feel good (laughs) so like I was like freaking out and just like get off get off get off get off and it like oh no it was there for at least five minutes and would not let me go um that's so scary (laughs) (laughs) it was so heavy and my legs are fine like they weren't like asleep or anything like it wasn't feeling tingles or anything (laughs) (laughs) my wife hates hearing this because i don't wake her up and i don't tell her what's going on like (laughs) that's for the best i was gonna say if i were in your wife's position i would be okay with that that's for the best okay she's always like i know your wife i know your wife that's for the best (laughs) she's always like i want to experience something like i want to experience what you experience but but when she does experience what i'm experiencing she doesn't like it she's like no Mm -mm. no Mm -mm. not for me actually i've thought about it (laughs) (laughs) but yes that was pretty scary like (sighs) mm. poor girl (laughs) well for real this time for joining us amanda thank you please remind our listeners where they can find you yes i am at pretty fn spooky on all platforms i'm also at amanda d pulse and i'm in the process of moving to my real name that's my name you can find me on all platforms um and also uh i as i mentioned earlier in the podcast i have a documentary coming out this winter called death is with me and you can find that at death is with me on all platforms as well 
very exciting and i will be linking all this stuff in the bio so for those of you who are like i didn't catch that go read the bio that's where it is (laughs) (laughs) so maria what's in your cauldron this week oh let me tell you (laughs) (laughs) so i'm like so excited that like fall is finally started like I don't know. I'm sick of the heat. And it's actually, like, I know I usually, like, right now, the South is in false fall, which means we'll be back to 80s and 90s, like, in a few weeks. But right now, it's, like, in the 70s, and it's so nice. Like, really nice. And so we put out all of our, like, Halloween stuff, and I just, like, I feel so inspired to, like, um, practice more, especially after being sick for basically two weeks. I just want to start reading tarot again and like doing spell work. Um, and uh, you know, always around the season, it's like, well, I want to do it all the time. And I'm also going to be like taking like a step back from like social media just a little bit. Like, I'm not going to be like totally gone, but I'm going to, um, prioritize like spending time with my family and doing like fall centric stuff and group um not group but family rituals together and things like that next weekend we're having our finally having our fall equinox like feast that we usually do along with like an apple family spell which i'm really excited about that. thank you couldn't relate though it is 85 degrees here <laughs> right now and it is 41 degrees at night and i'm like kill me just kill me. I That's make so up your strange. mind. <laughs> that is the California mountain weather, though, every year. <laughs> but then you get those pretty, like, fall colors and stuff. We don't get those until, like, November. Oh, yeah. 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 I guess. I guess. I guess that's fine. <laughs> I suppose you have a point. And then for us, that's when it goes back to 80s and 90s, and it'll be a nice, balmy, like 80s, 90s for like the winter equinox. I know, winter equinox, winter solstice. So much fun. Yeah. <laughs> So Robin, what is not stirring your cauldron this week? <laughs> you being sick, sick is very sexy. Um, wow, I think all of our listeners can agree. <laughs> very easily, <laughs> fine. Smelly cats, smelly cats. Um, honestly, listen, I I'm gonna confess something, and I need everyone to not judge me. And if you do judge me, that's fine. But keep it to yourself. I don't care. Anyway, um, I love Ray Dunn stuff. Like, I'm secretly a Ray Dunn fan. Not all the crazy shit. I like the mugs. Just the mugs. Basic. I'm literally so basic. But only the Halloween mugs. Those are the only ones I like. Um, because I think they're really cute. Like, there was one this year that was like uh vampire blood or something like that and like there was one that was like ectoplasm and like those are really cute that's funny like i don't give a shit about the font or anything like that's funny i got a mug that says toxic because it made me think like you know how most of her stuff is like the mug will say like mommy and it's like a label Mm -hmm. for whoever's drinking it Mm -hmm. very funny to me that the mug label says toxic because it's like i'm saying i'm toxic i thought that was very funny anyway (laughs) Love me some Ray Dunn on an occasion. However, 
it is like they listened to all the resellers sellers this year and like i like i like a good radon mug you know give me two dozen of them let's say Mm -hmm. I think that's a lot. That's a that's a good selection. That's plenty to choose from. Every fucking one of those stores I've gone into this year has been without exaggeration, like a wall and a half of just pure radon shit. And I'm like, no. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Knock it off. <laughs> like we've already the rest got of... what we wanted. <laughs> Not only that, but it's like where's the rest of the halloween stuff it's like they just they just got lazy they were like mm, we don't need to release any other halloween things we just need to release three aisles of nothing but ray dunn fucking cookie jars like, I, okay so i have a what's the word um oh my gosh an assumption i guess i don't know okay 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 have you realized that they start putting out like christmas stuff now like in the middle of october like everything's Mm -hmm. moved and they just slowly get rid of the halloween stuff i really think that they're trying to get rid of halloween Mm -hmm. so all these conservative Mm -hmm. stores and stuff like that like tar like i know target is like they still have like concern they still donate to like conservative people and stuff like that yeah so uh, they're just trying to erase halloween they're trying to erase us it's bullshit you guys heard it here first (laughs) Um, we're not they're gonna have to pry it from our cold dead hands (laughs) yeah they literally will they can physically fight me and like like i said like i am not anti-radon i'm not a radon hater okay i'm not i don't care if that makes me chewy or cringe or whatever dumb thing somebody wants to say like i like a radon piece and i'm not afraid to say it okay um i have some very cute radon mugs and you can fight me but i'm like it literally was you know usually like when when one of those stores gets a bunch of radon shit in right Mm -hmm. it'll be like one of them all of them were literally like two to three of a full aisle and a half like i'm talking like the big long i took a photo and posted one of them on my instagram because i was so like bewildered by how much there was and i just hate that (laughs) zero out of ten thumbs down (laughs) i still want their big cauldron that's actually pretty cute i didn't see that i saw one and i should have gotten it but i was like "Mm, am i gonna use it probably not and now you guys hear that maria's a radon lover i am not okay it's really chuggy of her that's so embarrassing maria i can't believe you just admit that that's crazy If you're just joining us this week, every single week we talk about creators we are loving right now. These could be photographers, artists, musicians, social media accounts, just anybody we think is pretty cool right now. Um, Yeah, these aren't paid ads. They never will be. Anyway, Maria, who'd you find this week? (laughs) loving (laughs) so i'm actually loving something that i gifted you for our anniversary you did she spoiled me guys i gifted her something that i want (laughs) really good but it's totally robin style because it's all pastel pink goth but anyways (laughs) it's the audacity oracle deck and it's just so funny it's It's so so cute the artwork is really pretty and i like like one of the cards is taco the other another Mm -hmm. one's like these nuts and (laughs) 
So I, the first part I pulled when I was doing the deck was uh, breast pumps. And it was like, and you go to like the thing to find out what it is, what it, what it says. And it's like, what what's milking you right now? What in the world is milking you? I was like, oh my god, this deck is too much. I feel like it's like Cards Against Humanity Oracle deck. It really, really is. And I really it's want it. So it's so funny. funny. <laughs> so, what have you been loving? I found an embroidery artist called Fearsome Beast on Instagram. I mean, I'm sure they're elsewhere too, because it just it looks like they're elsewhere. But that's where I found them. Um, and they do these like embroidered pieces that are like skull saints sort of vibe, and it's so pretty. It is really pretty. They sell prints, but I'm like, fuck that. I want an original. <laughs> I don't feel like the print would like have the same impact. Give it, as, give yeah. it to me. G- g- <laughs> give me, give me it. <laughs> it's just so, so cute. pretty. They're so pretty. They're so cute. I honestly expected them to cost way more than they did, or they than than they do. So I think I'm probably gonna buy myself one. Even the original in the future. Yeah, the originals are like in the two hundred to three hundred dollar category, which is a lot of money, obviously. Like, but these uh, are works of art. They literally are works of art, and I was expecting them to be like a thousand dollars. So, although yes, of course, it's still quite expensive. I can save up for that. I, I can think. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think people realize like how much work goes into these things. Yeah, so much work, so much so work, so much work. So the fact that it's like in a quote affordable range, to me at least, like I definitely am going to set aside money and get one because I just think they're so stunning. Support artists. <laughs> yes, yeah, support artists if you can. <laughs> Thank you all so much for joining us today. We will, we hope you will join us on Friday, October 7th for our next Coffee Talk episode or on October 14th for our 19th episode of Season 3. You can keep an eye out on our social media to find out more information. And you can find all of those by heading to coffeeandcauldrons.com to like see all of our socials (laughs) and don't forget to join us on patreon on october 30th for our four hauntings class hosted by j allen cross for library tier and up subscribers and if you miss it it will be available recorded for one month after the class you can even join us on Magical Beginnings Patreon. Our Patreon offers our special 25-minute part two episode, a huge library of articles, like so many articles, <laughs> about witchcraft and has spells and all sorts of goodies, a Discord community full of fun events and discussions, like seriously an amazing community that yes. we love very, very much. We have um, three events happening this next month every month actually mm-hmm. for all of our discord tier members which is great <laughs> yeah we usually host a full moon new moon dark moon ritual one of them and then robin does a meditation and mm-hmm. we do the classes book club but- and book club Oh, and book club. <laughs> which we're reading thorn mooney's book this month uh the witch's path which i'm very excited about 
I can't wait to read it. I, I still need to read it. It's on my bookshelf, though, so I might join <laughs> in on this one. But <clears throat> we even have a tier that offers one-on-one conversations with Robin and myself. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, sorry. I got sidetracked. <laughs> if you are loving our sexy, sensual, just... <laughs> chef's kiss voices <laughs> take a Funny moment to voices. review us on whatever streaming service that you are you know tuning in from whether that is apple Podcasts, spotify or another we love reading our reviews and if you rate us with five stars it helps us be seen by others and thank you to everybody who already has rated us we really appreciate it so again this is coffee and cauldrons with Robin from at a tired witch on Instagram. And I'm Maria from at Maria Zara Kane on Instagram. All right, you ready? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One, One, two, two. <laughs>